You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today, we are talking about tropes that deserve more love and attention than they get. And then I went super ADD and also made a list of all of the tropes that kind of freaked us out and were super weird while we were trying to come up with the list. So yeah, we figured they needed to be mentioned, honestly, just because they made me cackle. They made me cackle. <laughs> well, some of them I'm like, why? Like, who even typed this out? Who Arrested on the spot. Who even wrote a book? Who even wrote a book? Who spent the time, oh labor and dedication to bleed into pages for that? No. No, ma'am. A book with these types of tropes. Oof, yeah. Um, could our cold open be talking about how we're in a weird book slump? And yes. Not for lack of trying. What have you tried to read? It really is not for lack of trying. I have like five books that every time I go over, I pick them up. I'm like, I want to read this so bad, and then I put it down. Yeah, I put it down. And they're vibing. Like I'm reading the Bone Houses right now, and it's so good. And like mm-hmm. every freaking um every chapter that like ends I'm like oh, that was a good one that was a good ending line like I'm I'm cheering this author on and like yeah you go girl but like mm-hmm. I can't get past the 20th page I cannot physically make myself read words on a page I'm listening right now to air fire and that's the only reason I'm making progress in it because I'm it's, listening to it it's because you're in the middle of it because like I'm trying to start audiobooks and if it if it ain't the thing I like also cannot listen mm-hmm. to anything besides like like I'm in the middle of Kingdom of Ash and that requires, it's the last book and it requires a lot of attention and you have to be following things and it switches perspective so much, but like, I can't do that right now. So I am like, give me a contemporary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like- I can't even pick up a contemporary right now. I'm like, I can't, I don't know what's wrong with me. I have like, I want to read this vicious grace, these oh, bonded okay. fates. Yes. Um, a magic steeped in poison. Ooh. I'm like dying to read Castle in Their Bones. I like I have so many books that I want to read. I cannot physically make myself read the and words on the page. So many fall reads too. Like the I know I want to read uh Gallant Gallivant. Nope. Gal something. Something I bought it. It sounds great. I think like <laughs> I need like a book to break me. Oh, American Rival American Royals has the Rivals book that just came out. Yep. And like every author ever is publishing a book this month and half of them are like fall like spooky themed and the aesthetics are there. I'm my sensories are overloaded. My sensories are overloaded and I can't sit still enough yeah. to like sit. So like it was my birthday the other day and Jalen was like, Do you wanna go to Barnes and Nobles? Yesterday, as of yesterday when we were recording, yeah. Jalen's like, Do you wanna go to Barnes and Nobles? And I was like, No. I have so many books at home. I literally cannot think of picking another book up that I won't be reading because I know I won't be reading it. (laughs) No. And I feel like there's this weird rule, like unspoken rule, where if you buy a book and you're like, I'll buy, I'll read it. You always will read one book, but then the rest that you buy will just sit on your thing. Even if you wanted to read them, you can only buy one book. It's so annoying. You can. Yeah. That is the fact. I used to be the girl who would go to Borders and just peruse the aisles and pick a book and yeah. go home and read it that very night. Yeah. We, I want to be her again. <laughs> I want to be her. To be fair, you are pregnant and also have a, <laughs> a whole a child. And yes. That's and, true. Oh, honey. It's we're just so all bad. I can think of is the Taylor Swift lyrics were like, I'm trying to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find her. <laughs> same girl. Same. Um, did you, did you see that video I sent you the other day or I think it was last night where I was like, <laughs> we were like in your feels, but then like two days later, you like realized that you were just, that you're on your period and you're just <laughs> <Yeah>. a little bee. <laughs> and I was like, I did. <laughs> I'm just a little bee. That's all I am. Yeah. Um, but so let me tell accurate. you, okay. The person that shouted us that like sent me this recommendation, this has nothing to do for you, uh, with you because I know that this book could totally work if I wasn't in the psychotic state of mind I'm in. So this has nothing to do with you, but we'll I- see went on the obviously internet. that's yeah it has nothing to do with that person but i'm like you've told me a little bit about this and okay. i cannot wait to further hear so if you recommended the seat warmer to me i just need you to like 
or seat filler. Sorry. I need you to like, not listen to this part because it has nothing to do with you. But like I was in, I did this to Lexi Ryan's book and she's phenomenal and great. And I was just like, ah, I the can't. thing though is if you read this book in like 2008, oh, the was- vibes would be immaculate. It came out in April 27, 2021. So I want oh, wow. to, I just need to tell you about this book. Okay. So it's called The Seat Filler. And it really, honestly, like when I was told about this book, I was like, this sounds fantastic. So um, the movie star and the dog groomer are one kiss away from the perfect love story. That's the hiccup in a warm and witty romance by the best-selling author of Roommate. The, the meet cute award goes to dog groomer, Juliet Nolan. It's one of Hollywood's biggest nights when she volunteers as a seat filler and winds up next to movie heartthrob, Noah Freaky Douglas. Um, tongue tied and toes curling in her pink converse. I was warned beforehand. I am so sorry. Everyone, I was warned beforehand. It was in the description. You must have just missed it. (laughs) She pretends that she doesn't have a clue who he is. It's the only way to keep from swooning. She's pretty and unpretentious, loves his dog, and is not a worshiping fan. No way Noah's giving up on her, even if his affectionate pursuit comes with a bump. Juliet has a pathological fear of kissing wow I really did not read the back of this book I am like all the things I was like this honestly you probably read the first paragraph and you were like I'm in no I <laughs> did I literally I was like celebrity love romance yes this is perfect <laughs> no okay so let me like let me explain what happened so I'm listening to this book and I'm like yeah I like this main character like she's super fun and cool and you open up to like her at the academy awards basically like filling up this seat and there's this whole like banter off between them and he's like are you negging me so that I'll be attracted to you and she's like what's negging and he's like making me feel bad about myself so that way I like am attracted like that I want you to like I want to pursue you and she's like no that's just my personality and that is that is the summary of like who she is as a person (laughs) she's just like a negative sarcastic person which I don't mind because like it was hilarious like if you're gonna be a jerk at least be funny and she was hilarious own up to it yeah yeah she was great and like it was a guilty pleasure so like well I there are so many allowances that I feel I will make when I'm like this is gonna be a guilty pleasure this is falling in love with a celebrity in Hollywood I understand this is where it got weird the lines this was fine like everything was fine until I hear this man go the like celebrity man he was like nice shoes and she goes oh these and she goes my favorite pink converse shoes high top converse shoes I had them shoved under my dress because I wanted to be comfortable I wasn't like other girls and then she did the thing that I hate I hate so he like comes girls. back because she's supposed to fill these seats so that the tv like cameras can like there's no mm-hmm. empty seats at the front or whatever and the, the girl comes back and she literally tears this girl down because she's like dressed up and looking nice and I'm like no she's a girly she's like, girl oh yeah my gosh, she looks like a mummy in that wrap dress and like she's so skinny like blah, 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 blah. and she's like I'm not like other girls I don't like have double d's and I don't like have hair extensions and I love eating ice cream in the morning like three times that woman there was three scenes and I haven't even gotten through the book where she's eating ice cream like at random times of the day and it's like I'm so different than other girls she's not like a health influencer she doesn't eat oatmeal no. for breakfast no <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm like okay women do not put down other women ever no matter what their little what their cool boat thing is but I was also just like you know, maybe that girl yeah. is like doing her best maybe she's finding an eating disorder and you just need to like back up but the worst part, <laughs> the worst part is I started to connect the dots slowly so I was like oh it's like a fill-in-the-blank celebrity guy and I was texting Anna being like it could we could I could imagine it was him this is fantastic this mm-hmm. is my day and then I start realizing that there is only one celebrity in this woman's mind it is Adam Driver it is Adam Driver so thoroughly the chokehold that Adam Driver has on the writing what? community at this what? moment <laughs> I'm so con- it was like it started off like there was a little bit of him being like freakishly tall oh by the way this girl is six feet tall and she talks about the fact that she's six feet tall about 80 times in this book. And oh, my gosh. Years. And she kept bringing back up the shoes. She kept bringing it back, Anna. And I was like, OK, it was like, like my pink converse hair. because I don't dress like other girls. No. And I'm like, pink converse would have been so fantastic in 2009 when I was in like high school. But this is 2021. Yep. It has been so many years. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So and also what sucks is like I want to like this book because it is pure escapism and like he's chasing after her and then like it, she starts like leaking little things where it's like oh well he was in the military oh he's freakishly tall when he smiles like really smiles there's this dimple and I was like okay blah 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 
And then the weirdest thing happens. So he is obviously attracted to her, obviously. And he's pursuing her and she says no, because she's oblivious. She's like, no, he couldn't like me. And I'm like, oh okay, in there, girl, I understand. Like, That's a blah, trope blah, blah. I don't love. Okay, this is where it gets weird. She finally is like, okay, he likes me. We could kiss. But, but she had a traumatic experience at her first kiss and now has a pathological fear of kissing. Everyone, that's it. She can't kiss. And you know what I bet? Because she has a pathological panic attack fear of kissing. Have you... Have you gotten to the kissing yet? No, I like I couldn't put it down. Because I'm like, I can just imagine you're going to get to the kissing and it's going to be like either it's it's probably like totally clean, but she's it's going to happen and it's going to be like the most magical, amazing thing. And he's going to be like, you're the most amazing person I've ever kissed. And she'll be like, (laughs) I know because I'm not like other girls. (laughs) I was trying to hate listening to it. I really was like, I was like, you know what? This is going to be great material because like this is hilarious. I'm like, what is it that you don't want to confess to me? Do you have a deep, dark secret? Doesn't everyone? <laughs> I was aiming for lighthearted, but I was afraid I'd missed the mark. Do you want to know mine? He asked. And me being me, of course, I desperately wanted to know it. I didn't know if that made me a hypocrite, keeping my secrets to myself while being way too enthusiastic about him spilling his. I also think that this audio narrator was like, not not the right one i she's uh, yeah that's not who i would have imagined (laughs) no no she's like suave but like she's like suave and cool and she thinks she's cool and i'm like this girl probably needed to be voiced by like a happy little bubbly thing where you're like i forgive you for wearing pink chucks in 2021 exactly because because of that so (laughs) you're welcome everybody I'm so sorry to whoever recommended me that book. I absolutely honestly sometimes you need a good hate read. Like it's entertaining. <sighs> yeah, I think Violet Made of Thorns kind of like ruined me a little bit. And then I think like I just need a good book. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> anyway, so that was my seat filler. Do I have more? Yes, but I'll save those for later. <laughs> I do okay, have. We love it. I have. We do more. have a lot of tropes to talk about. So <laughs> no. go, Anna, before I go off. <laughs> I was like, let me talk to you about the Halloween mismatch, okay? I've been trying to read that on Kindle Unlimited, and it is exactly what you expect it is. So, anyways, continue. What is it? Wait, now I'm curious. The Halloween mismatch. Okay, so I am trying to like prepare for an episode that we'll do in the future of like Halloween themed mm-hmm. Kindle Unlimited reads. And it's horrible. There are not good odds because it's either like sex with a pumpkin, sex with a headless horseman. <laughs> gosh <laughs> or it's like i want you to just think of a lifetime movie and then douse it in water so it's all waterlogged and soggy and then put it into a uh, yeah no, yeah this. okay <laughs> so here's here's the summary of this one and it's it's to be fair it's precious A new autumn season has come to Harvest Ranch, Virginia, and it's time for another harvest festival. Kindergarten teacher Daisy and haunted house designer Theo have very different ideas when it comes to creating a spooky walk. Oh, because he's from New York. He's from New York. And he like, he hates fall and happiness fundraiser for the harvest festival as they try to convince each other what is what their way is best. Will they listen to what their hearts are trying to tell them? Um. This is like, this is the content that she, that she like, that I'm reading. So like the little kindergarten teacher is like, everyone felt more connected with one-on-one goodbyes. And she made sure they each knew how glad she was to have him there. Pip Bridges and his mom (laughs) live with the first to leave. Pip's big blue eyes caught her heart every time. Such a sweet, inquisitive boy, if a little quiet. And then you have him. Do you know what what hotel he's staying at? It's the Cornucopia it's the cornucopia hotel and they have like (laughs) (laughs) the setup really said lifetime halloween movie i literally am trying to like or hallmark not lifetime hallmark okay thea had noticed the cornucopia in consisted of several dozen cabins which he could see spread out in a wide arc beyond the main building but he hadn't expected the gorgeous courtyard Large maple trees in varying shades of yellow, red, and orange created a gorgeous canopy over most of the cobblestone rockways, potted chrysanthemums, sat on tables and on garden beds, and strung above 
lighting up the place were soft orange twinkle lights. He might have expected to see autumn colored wood sprites dancing around the place. I I think this is like, I'm still reading this. I'm not hate reading this one. I this is, is like, I feel like this, did you ever watch The Good Witch? Yes. I'm, never, I'm like, I feel, that feels like The Good Witch. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, if you're reading this book, that's what you want. Like nothing bad happened. Yeah. Totally cheesy. And, and no one's evil. Everyone is just, The Good Witch was hilarious for that because like literally no one was ever evil. And I was like, there's no problem. It's just like holiday events. There, it really, no. And now the girl who like is, yeah. who played the daughter in that, who's only ever done roles like in Shin. Hallmark super movies. Christian, super Christian roles because she, she is also- now in the Pretty Little Liars remake playing a pregnant teen. Bailey Madison. Love her. Obsessed I mean, with her. Get, that, get that bread girl. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I understand. I understand. Wild. Okay, we probably should get to the, the subject. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted probably. to share with you. I'm in the trenches. I'm a in little the sneak peek of what's to come. I'm in the gutters. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to read about like sexy jack-o'-lanterns. So no. So now it's Hallmark jack-o'-lanterns. It's, it's fine. It's Halloween town, but like, but, but cheesy. Okay, go. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So here are the tropes we love that we feel like deserve more <laughs> attention. And we have a big long list. Yes. Um, and the first on the list is academic rivals. It's a fun time. Yes. And we actually have a lot of, um, not a lot, but like a pretty good amount. Yeah. We have a good amount. Big recommendations. So does everybody have their notebooks out? Let's go. Let's begin. Start writing these down. (laughs) Um, We have Today, Tonight, Tomorrow. Ooh, and I didn't get the author's name. She's awesome though. But it's super fun. It's basically a timeline within like 24 hours that you read. I think I've talked about it before where they are like heavy rivals throughout high school and they're graduating and they have to go through the scavenger hunt and they like end up getting teamed with each other because they're like, well, nobody else can win but us. So like we might as well just team up because everyone's trying to sabotage them. It's cute. It's by Rachel and Solomon. Thank you. Yes. You got my back. Her, her name sounds like a song. Sorry, that's very weird to say, but like Rachel and Solomon. It That's what you're does. getting today. You're getting like a variety show of me like hate reading books and being like, <laughs> you know, her name is really pretty. Sorry. Her name is a song. It's beautiful. Where I'm I'm totally normal today. Okay. You are. You bought me this for my birthday. I did. I listened to it actually on Audible. It was good. There, we wish that this podcast was sponsored by Audible, but it isn't. So. Don't we contact us audible for a chance to sponsor our next listening. Episode. we obviously make so much money on this podcast thank yep. you yep we don't we make we make well only money from people who donate so never mind anyways we love it so back to We're today tonight and tomorrow what is your favorite part about it um so okay actually see i don't want to spoil it but they do a scavenger hunt and they have to go to this like museum that's in seattle and they talk about this conspiracy that we've talked about on the podcast before that i think is so fun and i when i realized what conspiracy they were talking about i was like oh my gosh i love that is this the one from uh thor's brother loki is that one is that the one yes yeah yeah yeah. i knew it because if you said washington immediate washington conspiracy theory i'm like sasquatch or the other one there's only two there's two yeah so that was fun yes straight up okay a deadly education mm-hmm. that one is it counts. yeah oh it totally counts um deadly education where it's like hogwarts but the school's trying to kill you mm-hmm. and also like if you don't do well like you, you will literally die so like it's not like and it's not because anybody it's not cash it's just that the like literally the school is trying to kill you like it's no big deal yeah it's, cool. it's survival it's fantastic. And what's it's, so fun about it oh. is that Elle and Orion, like, he does not even realize they're rivals, but she was like, I'm going to murder him. <laughs> Multiple times. She's like, I will kill this man. I will kill this man. And the payoff of that is so dang mm-hmm. perfect and beautiful. And, and the series isn't out. even done yet. It comes out in like it. a month and I am screaming. I'm so we ready have for no it. patience. If you've never Ugh. read The Deadly, a Deadly Education, like, please read it hop on that right now yes that one is my one of my favorite books ever i i would kill to have this woman on our podcast so i can just like scream at her and like 
just not even be able to talk. I'll be like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Be like, how? How did you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Her brain is so smart. Um, beach reads. Yeah. We also have beach reads. They're um, work rivals, author rivals. Mm, 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 he mm. doesn't realize it either, though, but she's kind of like, everything I do is to spite this man. I will be better than him. Okay, so this is the book that like no one has heard of because it's one of our followers, Nicole Adair, and I am obsessed with this book. It's got like 27 ratings, 20 reviews. So like all of us need to like hop on this book. I have not read yes. it, but this she pitched it to me and I've been following her on Instagram so well that I am like, this book is, go- it has to be good. So basically it's Paris from Gilmore Girls. Like that's the main character who like hates everything and is so compelled to win. And so that's the main character. Josephine hates Aiden almost as much as she hates her horribly plumed marching band hat. But as much, just as she must wear the hat, she must also deal with Aiden Christopher Mitchell III of the unsufferable golden boy and her biggest rifle. He's inescapable in a school as small as theirs and in a town so tiny, it's just a dot on the map. But now that it's their senior year, she's determined to leave Pearson, Texas behind with her know-it-all legacy intact and Aiden's in shambles. But like a group project gone wrong, homecoming week turns everything upside down, leaving Josephine questioning all the things she thought she knew about herself, her home, and maybe just the boy she's loathed since the sixth grade. A football game, a student council coup, a forced debate partnership. This might be the longest week of Josephine's life. What could possibly go wrong? I just think. Okay, this sounds delicious. I love it. I need to read it. It sounds fantastic. So everyone go check it out. It's called Voted Most Likely, if I didn't say that before. So she got me with the Paris vibes. I was like, I would read a book about Paris, period. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of the readers also enjoyed thing next to it is like Christina Lauren books. You have Part of Your World by Mm -hmm. Abby Jimenez. I can't say that right. Jimenez? Jimenez that's probably right probably not Jimenez huh Jimenez <laughs> like the J like oh. I think oh Jimenez oh Jimenez, Jimenez. <laughs> like how wrong can I pronounce this name let's play a game <laughs> I grew up in California and Texas so we had a lot of Jimenez's Jimenez mm-hmm. oh now I can't even pluralize that how does one pluralize Jimenez Jimenez, Jimenez? well hmm. we're going um, out we found we can't like find the two brain out. cells that I had because they're gone now so um <laughs> It's okay. That's how I feel. Okay. On to the next trope, grumpy and sunshine. The only one we have written down is the hating game, but there's obviously more to it. If I like put even two more of my brain cells into thinking of more books, like honestly, a deadly education is also grumpy versus sunshine. It is. This is my pitch. I will figure out a way to make all of these tropes fit a deadly education. I will (laughs) will make it happen. Grumpy. Yeah. It's fantastic. But what was the book that we wanted? Sorry. Oh, no, we were just talking about The Hating Game, which we've talked about before. I read this book so quick. It was so good. Yeah, I think we have an entire episode on it. We do. Yeah. What's so- funny, though, is it's grumpy and sunshine, but, like, you don't she's realize grumpy that she's... And yeah. she's sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Why do I feel it's like... The- yes, I'm like, are you looking... Anyways, but no, so I feel like... And all the grumpy and sunshine, the protagonist just thinks that the guy hates her. And it's fantastically horrible. It's Mm -hmm. great. Okay, this one I feel like I want more recommendations for. And it's Innocent Cohabitation. Yeah. Because we have Sarah Adams, The Temporary Roomie. Have you guys heard of that one? Have you? You've read that one, right? No, not yet. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, see, this is the thing. I like bought all of her books because I was like, I'm going to go freaking read all of Sarah Adams because oh, yeah. I love her. It was a weekend. It was a weekend. I mm-hmm. literally have never been more entertained in my life. Like mm-hmm. I loved Sarah Adams, The Temporary Roomie, but basically it's, I'm trying to like figure out how to summarize this. She's pregnant, not with his kid at all. Like she's just like an angry, bitter, pregnant woman. And it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> how angry she is. So you could relate. Like she's like about to give birth, like probably a, a month from giving birth. Yeah. She's I angry and her apartment gets like flooded or something. And her best friend's brother has a place for her to stay. And she hates her best friend's brother because he is like a total jerk. And he like was very like interfering with her best friend's love life. And like, she just thinks he's a total jerk and she's very private about her life. 
And she decides that she is going to like pull the ultimate prank. So it's, there's like three different tropes in one. So pregnancy one. And as somebody who's pregnant, he's a gynecologist. I'm not pregnant. Oh like gosh. you're pregnant. And um, yeah, he like takes care of her. And I know how oh much a gosh. pregnant woman <laughs> wants to be taken care of. And he like knows yeah. how to like take care of her, but they hate each other. So he's like angrily helping her and also pranking her. And then she, every time that she gets beat she like cries to be like because she's a hormonal but also because she's yes. like you, you big idiot like I hate you but like but she's trying to pull like the <laughs> old man prank on him because um I think like an ex-girlfriend or something like he has to they, they're fake dating and they only have to do it at work oh that's what it is all of the women at his like all the nurses and stuff are like throwing themselves at him because he's a super rich single mm. gynecologist and he's, and he's like, like get away from me like, oh I have a pregnant girlfriend here look see her like whatever and they're all obsessed with her they all love her and they're like she's amazing you don't deserve <laughs> her um and like he anyway so she hates him he hates her because she thinks she's super rude and mean because she is super rude and mean to him and mm-hmm. Q fireworks like so the big thing Sounds the why so delicious together is because he um he's like I like she's in a vulnerable place like emotionally and physically and so he's like I don't want to like ever like come on too strong she's living in my house and she's sitting yeah. there being like I am a fat cow who is about to give birth I'm a walking <laughs> no. red flag I could never want but in reality they both are like oh and it's the end of her pregnancy she's like I just want somebody to love me like uh it's great you were yeah oh my gosh I'm going to be reading this I have this this will be the book that gets me out of the book (laughs) I I believe in it yeah so the temporary roomie is it's it it was so good I read it in like an afternoon it's so good sorry I just had to go off I was like actually let me pitch this book to you Anna (laughs) no it sounds amazing you did a great job pitching it I will be reading it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's great all right our next one is so we have accidental marriage marriage pact and then like marriage before romance basically anything involving marriage anything wedding like yeah and this also includes like i'm saying accidental marriage but it also includes like accidental like arranged bonding yeah and arranged because then you can like throw fantasy wrecks in there right yeah like when you actually bond you know imagine this is fantasy Anna's and setting exists. us up for divine blood I'm saying <laughs> which is Lean. the only book on here and also what a spoiler you freak <laughs> um it's not like that much of a spoiler because it happens super early on and the reader knows it's happening but it takes the characters in the book a hot minute to find out like that that's what happened I just love that the sweet innocent character is like you did we did what we did we did what we did what yep <laughs> She's like, wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Honestly, even divine blood would work as a grumpy sunshine trope because wow, is he grumpy and wow, wow is she is just she a little ray of sunshine? She is like to the yeah. point where when we had Beck Michaels on the podcast, she was like, I just wanted her to be nice. <laughs> and we're like, you won. She's, She's a nice so girl. Nice. We're like, you accomplished it, babe. <laughs> he is like the purest thing in the world. And that's saying something because the grumpy man, the grumpy angel man, he is... He is like supposed to never have done anything wrong because he's a little angel man. And yeah, Beck Michaels is listening to this, being like, he's not an angel man. He is a falling. He's angel. not. An he's a fallen angel. angel. He's a celestial being. He's a celestial. He's a celestial. <laughs> um, stop calling it fall. <laughs> stop. But he is so like holier than thou attitude, and it's hilarious. We love him for it. And then we also have I. You know, I didn't even like fact check this name because I talked about it if I ever go, but I think it's called like Seducing the Duchess, which the name is like not anything like what the book Someone's is like. Someone's going to so Google this like... and be like, what book was she discussing? Yeah. All the keywords Anna immediately pitches. Go, go, go. <laughs> but basically they get, um, they get married because it, like it's out of obligation and like the romance comes way later in their marriage and it's like cute and it's satisfying and then we have the next one, Celine's Red. Yes. Okay. So I have been binge reading Courtney Willis's books. She's been on our podcast and she's fantastic. I love her work. Um, and it is like the perfect thing. I like literally would read like read her books before I go to bed because 
you like fall asleep and suddenly you're in a Victorian. Like there's nothing else in the world but her writing and mm-hmm. I miss it. Like I finished her books and I was like, I want to go back. I, I want to go back. Okay. So basically <laughs> she, this book was super deep. I did not expect it to like hit this deep, but she has like a withered hand and she has epileptic fits. And so her family is like super abusive because that time period, like they thought that if you were like that, you were like evil. And so he just got his heart broken and his grandfather's like, I, you will not get anything ever. And I hate, I will hate you forever if you don't marry someone. And he's like, screw it. I will never find love again. So he's like, find me someone. And then her horrible parents and his horrible grandfather are like, let's marry these guys. And she is like, she's like 24 years old so she's unmarriable of course and he's like (laughs) she's an old maid yeah she's an old maid with a yeah so then she and him like they meet on her wedding day but of course he is the nicest person in the world and she is like like so sweet they're both like so sweet that like they would easily be swindled out of so much money if someone came upon them like there there should never be any villains in this story because they're too sweet it's so cute (laughs) anyways he takes care of her and protects her and the villain is the the mean people so it's great the mean people it's always the mean people i was like the mean people (laughs) i also remembered it's not seducing the duchess it's called ravishing the heiress close enough though just like a little worse she probably (laughs) wrote this saying seducing the duchess then looked up in the (laughs) thesaurus like another word for seducing and duchess and boom here we are (laughs) ravishing the heiress here we are. <laughs> Much better. Title. Okay, but we also have The Bridge Kingdom, mm. which mm. we've talked about. And then also Kiss of Deception by yes. Mary E. Pearson. Who has also been on our podcast. Can you tell that I'm just bragging? I'm like, oh, she's been on. She's been on. She's been on. But no, Kiss of Deception is so good. I've been listening to the audiobook, and this isn't technically a forced marriage. It's forced marriage, but she runs away, and then he has to, he tracks her down and chases her, and then, but he doesn't reveal that he's... Like, he's like, oh, you're different than I thought you were. Hmm. I have been waiting to read this series because obviously we read um, Dance of Thieves. Mm, mm, and mm. then Vow of Thieves has, like, this whole big epilogue where it, like, brings in the characters from the first series. And I was like, I need to wait so it's been long enough so that I forget who's who so I'm not spoiling, like, everything it's that like happens in the books. such a whole different world, in case you're wondering. Yeah. You're but I'm sure since you know the, t- the characters' names. But it does feel like this is a separate like series, but then it takes place. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. Like I am not like missing, you know, Jason Causey, even though they were incredible. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'll miss them, but like the epilogue in Bow of Thieves has like all of the characters from um, Kiss of Deception and like who's end game with each other. So I was like, I just need to wait till it's been long enough. You accidentally stumbled on a spoiler for Throne of Glass. Oh my gosh. Can you like give me one keyword as to what it was? I like don't the very, very ending. Somebody was complaining about how some books end a certain way. And in the comments, somebody said like cough cough, third of glass. And I was like, <gasps> Oh, then oh, maybe no. I don't know what it is because I don't think you do know what it is. Like I'm I'm talking about like major spoiler for the ending. Like the very, very ending. Okay. And then it's nothing to do with like I can't say anything because I, I know I'm like, you can ask, but maybe I can. No, I think we're both going to like, I'm going to ruin something for you. If you don't know what it is, like, can you just put on a piece of yep. paper and then we'll hand it to like, we'll text it to someone and then they'll tell <laughs> you if, if I can. Know they need, we need a girl to be our go between. <laughs> anyway, so secret slash lost air. Um, that's another trope. Yep. I put down, um, this is kind of spoilery, but I won't like say how it affects the book series. I put on Strange the Dreamer, which has been out for like a hot minute now. Um, Never heard of this book. Please, please educate. Oh my gosh. I think I've talked about it before, but let me pull up the. Clearly I was a great listener. This book was so good. This book was so good, but it traumatized me. The ending traumatized me and I have not read the second book still. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, so the back page excerpt for this is the dream chooses the dreamer, not the other way around. In Laszlo Strange, war orphan and junior librarian has always feared that his dream chose poorly. Since he was five years old, he's been obsessed with the mythic city of 
with the mythic lost city of Weep, but it would take someone bolder than he to cross half the world in search of it. Then a stunning opportunity presents itself in the person of a hero called the Godslayer and a band of legendary warriors, and he has to seize his chance or lose his dream forever. What happened in Weep 200 years ago to cut it off from the rest of the world? What exactly did the Godslayer slay that went by the name of God? And what is the mysterious problem he now seeks help in solving? The answers await and weep, but so do more mysteries, including the blue-skinned goddess who appears in Laszlo's dreams. How did he dream her before he knew she existed? And if all the gods are dead, why does she seem so real? So this is like a multi-perspective book. And you know that immediately. So there's multiple people involved in this book. So I'm not going to say who the like lost heir, the secret heir is, but it's it's really good and the reveal is really interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to. I'm like, you fa- You read the pregnancy love story. I read Strange the Game- Dreamer. And you'll read this. The, like, lyrical writing of um, Lainey Taylor, she's the author, amazing. I love lyrical. She wrote um, Smoke and Bone, like that series. Daughter of Smoke and Bone, there we go. Oh, okay, I was going to be like, is, that the- is there a daughter in that name? <laughs> I like her title, <laughs> Strange the Dreamer. I think that's a very beautiful mm-hmm. title. Okay, reality TV show. That is a trope that I would read anytime. Yeah, I, basically the selection series. I need another selection series because I've read selection series too many times. But the thing is, is I think you've outgrown the selection series yes. because didn't they come out with a new like story set in the world of that series and it like wasn't good? No, that was a completely different world. Are you talking about the betrothed? Oh, I am. You're right. Yeah, no, that was just the weirdest. I like got it from the library. I was so excited to read it. And I like started reading it and I was like, I am, this girl sucks. You're like, what happened? <laughs> I think we've talked about it probably like a hundred episodes ago. Cause I was like, I hate this book. Um, but Kira Cass is an incredible writer for the selection series. And I read her like little, like their daughters series. I mean, it's not like she was a great writer anyways, because let's be real. The selection series is 1000% guilty pleasure for 16 year olds. Oh yeah. Like there ain't much. I remember but- reading that and I was the perfect age when I read it. And I was like, this is the most delicious thing I have ever read. I am like 80% sure that this is, this book might have been on your bookshelf or something. And that's when I knew that you had, like you and I have the same taste in books or something, because we would be talking with our other friends Probably. And like, oh yeah, hmm. like Charles Dickens and like, you know, Virginia Woolf. And when I'm like, yeah, those are cool books. And then like, all of a sudden I'm looking at your bookshelf and I'm like, <sighs> she's it's all like YA fantasy she reads about princesses <laughs> and romance and I was like ah! great I do that now mm-hmm. I'm like someone's like oh you read books and I'm like yeah what do you read what do you read are you an Anna Green Gable I feel like too with the selection series that was like the first instance reading about like a second chance romance yeah between like two side characters that I was like this is so satisfying yeah it was good. I mean, there was, was no good. depth. It was. Oh, no. It was as shallow as. A there was a little bit of depth, maybe. Um. Yeah. Like, but one of the characters, like, you're like, you know, I like her now. And then just like. <laughs> I was like, I had yeah, that again. And I was like at the grocery store and I was like, oh, my gosh. And like, that the just, person looked at me and was like, a- are you OK? And I'm like, I'm going to be a minute. <laughs> like. <laughs> If anyone has more reality TV shows, I wanted to watch the TV series. You know what I'm talking about? The one about the reality TV shows. And it was like made by one of the producers of The Bachelorette. No. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to like look up the name of it. Hold on. Look the, it up. Um, show about reality TV. I cannot remember what it is. It's called Unreal. So it is so good. I like, but it is so like, I need to find it and then have it on Vidangel because it is so dirty. So I bet. But in like what, in like what ways? Like you need to watch the trailer. You need to watch the trailer because I was watching it and all of a sudden there was like a scene where like they're having a normal conversation, but they're doing the devil's tango in the middle of his conversation. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I'm sitting there and I'm like, but I want to know what happens. No, <laughs> like stop. And so I like closed my <laughs> eyes, but I could still hear everything while they were talking. And I was like, ah, like, but no, it's called unreal. 
And I just have to like quickly give, so product yeah. Rachel Goldberg returns to everlasting a popular dating show after a mental breakdown with a reputation to rebuild and, and executive producer Quinn King breathing down her neck. Rachel must pull out all the stops in which she does the best manipulating the contestants to create the outrageous drama that viewers expect. Not only this, but she, so like, basically there's like the super hot male lead and all the girls that are competing for him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Guess who she's in love with at that moment. Or guess who like she falls in love with the oh, male no. the, lead the male. Mm-hmm. and then you watch like all, it's fascinating seeing like how she like manipulates and gets people to cry or like fight with each other and like the lies and what's crazy is that this entire show was written by a producer of who like started the bachelor who yeah like who has all the tea who knows what goes on behind yes it's fantastic okay sounds fascinating yeah i can't watch it because it's so dirty but it is like, I want, I want it. I want it. This is why we love VidAngel. Yeah. VidAngel, for those of you that don't want to see porn while you also watch a show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next, we have, so, like, road trips slash journeys that, like, the characters have to go on. And I put Among the Beast and Briars, which is basically, I should pull back page. Yeah, I really liked this book. Um, oh, in I fact, I liked it so much that I would die if the author... Um, wrote another book set in this world it has the most beautiful cover it is so pretty and it's got okay i'll just read the back page for you guys saris is safe in the kingdom of aloria here there are no droughts disease or famine and peace is everlasting it has been this way for hundreds of years since the first king made a bargain with a lady who ruled the forest that borders the kingdom but as aloria prospered the woods grew dark cursed and forbidden Saris knows this all too well. When she was young, she barely escaped as the woods killed her friends and her mother. Now Saris carries a small bit of the curse, the magic in her blood. A reminder of the day she lost everything, the most danger she faces now as a gardener's daughter, is the annoying fox who stalks the royal gardens and won't leave her alone. As a new queen is crowned, however, things long hidden in the woods descend on the kingdom itself. Saris is forced on the run, her only companions the small fox from the garden, a strange and powerful bear, and the magic in her veins. It's up to her to find the legendary lady of the wilds and beg for a way to save her home. But the road is darker and more dangerous than she knows, and as secrets from the past are uncovered amid the teeth and roots of the forest, it's going to take everything she has just to survive. I seriously cannot tell you how much I enjoyed this book. I I just want, like, more of this world from the author, and the author is um, Ashley Poston. So... She Please. Another, is she having another one coming out? I don't know, but the thing is, is like, let me see. Let me, let me see. Let me like search this a little bit. She left it, like there's a back door open where I really do think that another story could be written about these side characters. Yeah. And it would be amazing. She wrote, she, I guess, I don't know if it's finished yet. The series, um, Heart of Iron. Uh-huh. That has really good reviews. Okay. Um, no news about a new book coming out, though. So I'm going to hit her up, and I'm going to be like, my girl, can I help you? <laughs> I will help you write the second book. You want to open your brain up and just, like, let me look. Let me look. Please. Please. Mm-hmm. Please. Okay. Love that for us. You also wrote Six of Crows. I also wrote Six of Crows, which we've talked to death about, but, you know, they that do go on a journey. Out. Wild? And then I haven't talked about Wild in a really long time, but Wild is a contemporary book. In fact, it's like an autobiography of this girl called Cheryl. It's by Cheryl Strayed, who she hikes the Pacific Crest Trail, the PCT, um, after her mother dies and she's getting like a divorce. And it's we talked about it like four freaking ever ago in the episode like books that changed our lives. Yes, that was probably like episode six. Yeah, like years ago, right when we very first started. This book still is, like, absolutely amazing. I cannot believe we're about to hit two years of this podcast. I know. It's freaky. That's wild. So easy. Like, it's been so easy to, like, do It has. It's been amazing. Maybe not for you. You're like, actually, it's horrific working with you. I Oh, I hate it so much. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm like, I'm happy just for the books alone. It's great. Okay. (laughs) Um, I also wrote Something Wilder by Christina and Lauren. 
who that one I feel is like such a good one. Oh, that one totally works. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite books I've read this year. Like if someone was like, what is a book you read this year that you loved? It would be that one. It would be that one. We love it. Yeah. That book was so good. I even think they did like a foreword where they were like, um, dear readers, this is a book of fiction. Do not try to find the places because like they don't say that they're in Moab, but kind of they're in Moab. Like that's like the atmosphere that they're bringing to it. And so she was like, these places don't exist. Please do not go looking for them. You will die. <laughs> yeah. And funny. also they were like, and also we don't know what we're doing. Most of these things are histor- are accurate, but like sometimes we just made stuff up because it was not, because we wanted it to fit the plot. So yeah. there you go. There you go, fam. So I love that. There you go. Um, okay. <laughs> so the next one is Bet, which I thought was fun. And the only one I have is Double or Nothing by Cindy Steele. And I like Cindy Steele's books. They're cheese ball books. Not- Okay, tell me tell me about it. Not pink Converse cheese ball, but like, so <laughs> basically it's about this girl who comes home and it's her brother's, or her, it's her best friend's brother. My best friend, sorry, I'm not gonna put that in your head. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not about to bring Victorious into this. <laughs> Welcome everyone that's listening. Okay, so um, basically Double or Nothing is about this girl- who like always had a stupid, embarrassing crush on her best friend's older brother, who was like four years older than her. And to the point where like they, he like would make fun of it all the time because he just wanted, like, it's just supposed to be like a silly thing between them. Okay. But he, like one time she accidentally walked in on him in the middle of changing it. And she was like, ah! and like, <laughs> he like always makes fun of her for it. It's like a whole thing. But then he comes, she comes back for the summer and he and her like they're fighting all the time like they're having this banter and then their best one of their like best friends that they had because it's like a small town in Idaho is like I'm gonna bet that you guys will will fall in love with each other and they're like no we won't like she's like I'm literally over him because he's like a like playboy jerk stupid boy because like you know that kind of thing and she is like I'm literally here to help my family out and then I'm leaving and I'm going to go work in Boise or whatever so she's like okay fine I can go on a date once a week with this guy and I won't fall in love but the guy that's like their friend like the in-between person he's like okay cool so I'm gonna plan the dates and you have to go on them and you have to do everything I say you have to like hold hands or touch on the date and with it by the end of the summer you have to have one kiss that's all I request of you oh my gosh that's it that's all there is and we have a one tent trope there's only one tent that is a thing we have a (laughs) giant mud fight scene you have like oh it's so good it sounds delicious oh my gosh and it's like my favorite part is like so he um her dad I think is getting older or whatever so like he's like wanting to help her dad out or like her mom had a surgery. There was just something with her family. That's why she came home or whatever. But, um, so he's helping her dad by like fixing the porch, but she's selling, like they have this like farm where they like sell like, like an open, like a fruit stand or something. I can't remember. And okay, he, he's like fixing the porch and she and him like always like banter. So this is like besides the dating thing. Like, so they see each other every day. Cause he's fixing this thing. And at the end of the book, he's like, yeah, I, it would have taken me about 45 minutes to build this, but it took him all summer because he kept unbuilding <laughs> it and then rebuilding it so that he could keep talking to her. Oh my gosh. Okay. This I thought that was so cute. cute. So anyways, will they win the bet? Because if they win the bet, they get a car and they were going to sell the car that's like f- worth like $50,000 and they were going to like sell the car. And Okay. Yeah. Get that money. Or they can fight not falling in love with each other. So... <laughs> Okay, that sounds so cute. Okay, the next one we have is The Bodyguard Crush. And we have Tokyo Ever After as an example of this and American Royals. They're like two great examples. Both of those books are like so good, like instant, instant like favorites of mine. I like, mm-hmm. sometimes I just stare at Tokyo Ever After and I just smile because it was precious. Tokyo it was Ever cute. After. It was funny. Like Princess Diaries, but set in Japan and she falls in love with her bodyguard. Literally. Yeah. That's a perfect representation of what it is yes it's fantastic and the and like I loved the commentary on like Japanese culture I feel like I learned so much Mm -hmm. I think that was really cool I love books that kind of like open my mind to like different cultures different like locations it was cool and then I love it was was fun and then you will know that we are obsessed with American Royals it's Celine's freaking obsessed so yes Is there any of these ones that you wanted to bring up that we are not going to discuss, but are like funny? 
Um, the <laughs> one of them has made me think like I've been seeing so many videos about Pretty Little Liars, specifically about like um, like the te- the I'm like trying to search for, it, but I don't see it. But we're like the student slash teacher. Oh yes. <laughs> And everyone being like, why did we all accept that this was okay? Mike's Mike is like always mad about that. He's always just yeah. like, he's like, what? Why are we? Because the thing is, is it was adults writing this. Like, why are adults? I was like, why was 14-year-old Anna rooting for Ezra and Arya to be together? I was like, how dare these outside forces try to take them apart? Yeah. But also like, that was so bad. That was so bad. Now that I'm older, I'm like, Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay, another one that makes me cringe. We've got the teachers, student one, step siblings. Don't. Yeah, that's gross. Go on the internet and look up step siblings books on Kindle. Save yourselves, please. We were making this list and I was trying to look up like bodyguard romances and stuff like that. And I physically had to like step back from the computer and be like, oh my gosh, my eyes have been filled with so many like almost photos of genitalia because it is just all apps. Yeah, I know. I I was like, like, exit out, girl, exit out. Yeah, it was like, (laughs) guys, we did the work for you, so you didn't have to do what we've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't look up guardian romance. Yeah. On orphan romance. No, don't do it, girl. No, orphan. Something a little more tame than that is, like, the age gap. I don't like when there's a huge age gap. And I'm talking, like, 12-plus years. Like especially when the guy is older it just feels a little like do you feel like it is like acceptable when it's like a fey romance and they're like an immortal being and they're like 17 18 you know i like recently saw a video about this i'm calling you out i'm I'm calling myself (laughs) out so we're all calling ourselves out. Okay, so I actually recently saw a video where a girl was explaining like this exact situation where she was like, why do these 500-year-old fey men only ever fall for like the 19 or 20-year-olds? And she was like, girl, I'll tell you because <laughs> if somebody tried to date me and I was 27 years old, I would have too many questions. My standards are too high. I would not let a lot of the things slide that slide, like that happen. And I'm like, you know what? I feel that. I feel like that's true. <laughs> so accurate. That's so accurate. Honestly, at like year 400, I would be so over everyone else's BS. And also like there's, okay, here's the thing with immortal beings, there's only like 50 of them. So at this point, yeah. they've all banged each other. They've all, oh. like, they're like, no, they've, they've all swam in the pool together. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> They're either mortal enemies or best of friends, or they like, yeah, there's, you know, everybody in that town, you know, everybody in that town. So like the only fresh meat is these little 18 year old girls who are like, these youngins. So fantastic. You can fly. (laughs) This is great. You're impressed by everything you do. And you're like, I forgot what this feels like. (laughs) Cause like anyone else that's immortal is like, really? Like, that's all you can do. That's all. Easier. Mm. Years ago, I was seeing like, You might live forever, but you're not living at your best, my friend. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The That's HR basically is it. I can't do a daddy romance. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do the daddy romances. No. 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 I can't the, either. Get the hints. Get the two and get the hints. Well, I feel like, but gross even talking about. I will 100% read Secret Royal Billionaire Boss. Give it to me every time. That's all I got. Yeah. We're going to go eat now. We, we can, I could hang with that. I could hang with that. Yeah, yeah we are. Ready. Guys. Well, this is fun. This is fantastic. Send us all your recs for the tropes that you liked. Don't send that us you've read that are weird for these ones that we just did. I don't want a daddy. Don't. Like yeah. We do not want age gaps. Student no. teacher. No, we don't. No. But I do want a exes you've changed and then they find their way back to each other. Thank you fireproof with mm-hmm. everybody. Okay. We love you. That would be good. We'll On that you. note, we love you. Bye. Bye.